Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? Well, I'll tell you, in the metropolitan area, it's a hot one. We got a heat wave going on, but the show must go on. All Things Basketball Podcast show must go on. And we're on episode 45. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And we're transcending up. Episode 45, people. The name of episode 45, Top Dollar. The name of episode 45, people, is Top Dollar. And we're going to get into the topic of the episode. Of course, you know how Coach Luke likes to do it. A little bit later on, we're going to ease into the topic of the show, uh, episode 45. But before we do all of that, we got to tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's get into episode 45, people. Starting off in that Memphis building. Well, the Memphis Grizzlies have released Dwight Howard, and he is now a free agent. He's a free agent to go where he pleases. Now, of course, Dwight Howard, ever since he left Orlando and he went to the Los Angeles Lakers, which that didn't work out too well, he's always rest his head and claimed that Los Angeles is his home. Now, Dwight Howard is from Atlanta, but he made L.A. his home of preference. And so he has a couple of uh, homes in L.A. And even when he was playing for the Washington Wizards um, this past season, after the season, he would always go back to Los Angeles. So now Dwight Howard is a free agent, and he's free to choose where he would like to go. So guess what? He definitely has mentioned both L.A. teams, the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers. Well, the L.A. Clippers are real lukewarm to the situation of Dwight Howard. But surprisingly, the L.A. Lakers are all ears. They're listening for the simple fact, you know, of course, you know Boogie Cousins at the end of last week towards ACL. And so they're in a little peculiar spot right now, the Lakers, to fill that middle. The reason why they need to fill the middle, the center spot, is because Anthony Davis definitely does not want to play the center position. He feels he's more of a combo forward, small and big, small and power, I mean, forward for the game. Those positions suit Anthony Davis a lot better than playing in the middle. But I tell you, I've always liked JaVale McGee, as I said before in another podcast. And JaVale McGee is a very credible center. He's just not consistent. And so maybe that's why the uh, purple and gold are really all ears when it comes to Dwight Howard. But I tell you what, we don't know how much Dwight Howard has left. Um, he hasn't played like the Dwight Howard that we known or we're accustomed to knowing for maybe three or four years now. And so he's he's up and down himself. So, I mean, in Coach Luke's eyes, I really just shoot, roll the dice and stick with JaVale McGee. He's much, to me, he's much more productive than Dwight Howard. But, hey, I'm not in the Laker building and the Lakers are all ears trying to see whether they can land Dwight Howard 
or bring him in at least to spell for JaVel McGee or maybe start. You never know. And so Dwight Howard is really pushing hard to get in the purple and gold once again. Now, I tell you, he was in the purple and gold maybe five years ago. All right. And of course, we all know well documented him and Kobe Bryant really didn't get along. He and him and Steve Nash didn't get along on Steve La- Steve Nash's last few years in the league where he played for the Lakers. And so Dwight Howard really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way when he was in a Laker uniform. So, of course, Coach Luke finds it kind of strange now that the Lakers are very, very interested. Well, of course, they have a new coaching staff. And, of course, they have new players. And so maybe they're feeling like the players that they have in the building now Dwight Howard will be able to mess with them a lot better than the former players that he did play with when he was in the purple and gold. But coming out of the Memphis building, they've just released uh, um, um, Dwight Howard. And so now Dwight Howard is looking to sign with one of the L.A. teams. And, of course, like I just said, uh, the Clippers are very lukewarm. I don't believe that they will even... Uh, listen to Dwight Howard or his representation, but the door is open. Wow. The door is open to, with his former team, the Los Angeles Lakers. And so that's what's going on with one Dwight Howard. I'll tell you, that's something else if he winds up back with the Lakers. Who's at the point guard? Well, out of that Cleveland building, uh, John Berline, who, who, um, is an excellent college coach, and now he's the head coach uh, of the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, is really undecided on who's going to be his point guard. It's either Colin Sexton or Darius Garland, all right? And so right now, while the rookies are just practicing, he's looking at both these guys closely, okay? Now, one of the things that I do know is that Colin Sexton has always been a, a pure point guard. And um, Darius Garland was definitely a point guard at Vanderbilt, but his whole career, he's been a combination guard. Now, he can play the point guard, and he's very efficient. He's a very efficient passer. He really doesn't turn the ball over that much. For that matter, Colin Sexton doesn't either. But I think Darius Garland is more of an off guard than a point guard, just in my opinion. It's not really a hard... Um, situation to figure out. But here's the thing. Darius Garland has a little bit more size on him, a little bit more strength on him. And like Coach Luke said, he really doesn't turn the ball over at all. And you might want that in your point guard, especially when you're building a franchise. And that's what um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing. They're building from the ground up with a youth movement, a lot of young players, and you definitely don't want to be turning the ball over. And again, Colin Saxon doesn't turn the ball over that much, but he turns it over more than um, Darius Garland. And so um, John Beeline is very, very um, undecided at this point in stage in the game. And I think it'll take till training camp for him to really figure it out. Which one of these guys will be his point guard and leading him future, leading the future of the Cleveland Cavaliers at the point guard position? And so that's what's happening with the Cleveland Cavaliers. John Beeline really doesn't know 
which one of these young ballers is going to be his point guard of the future. But, I, you know, that's a good thing. When you got two guys and you got to make that type of decision, because both of these young men are going to play. Both of these young men are phenomenal ball players. They're both going to be on the floor. And so you're not. it's a wonderful problem to have. Coach Beeline has a wonderful problem. He just makes his pick, and the other one moves over to the wing and perform at a high, high level. But that's what's happening at the Cleveland Cavalier building. John Beeline really doesn't know who's going to be the point guard. But like Coach Luke said, that's a wonderful problem to have when you got two excellent young ballers and all you got to do is take your pick and, and, and back the guy that you pick. Wonderful, wonderful thing. And that's what's going on out of Cleveland. Once again, tap in, people. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, coming out of that Washington Wizards building, and you know the Washington Wizards are really revamping everything. Um, they were trying to move Bradley Beal, no success. They had a sign. They had a sign and trade situation with John Wall, but then John Wall um, tore his Achilles, and so you know that was shelved. He was on his way to Miami, and that was shelved. And so now they have a whole new situation whole new general manager, whole new front office. And so they're still trying to move John Wall. But no one will touch John Wall until they see John Wall on the basketball court. Well, right now coming out of Washington is that John Wall probably won't be ready for the beginning of the season. Now they've shown clips of John Wall going, training and stuff, and he seems like he's walking very well. But walking and running on the basketball court, people, are two different things. Now, the thing about John Wall, he might not be ready due to the fact a lot of these guys bring cameras in and show their workout. But John Wall is not bringing cameras into the gym that he's working out in. And so he might not be ready. I think if John Wall was ready, he wouldn't mind the cameras getting a glimpse of what he can do and what he can't do. So right now, it's a closed gym and he's working hard to get back on the basketball court. But I believe the, the Washington Wizards trainers and doctors are saying there's a strong chance that he might not start for the opener of the season. And, you know, you still got maybe two months to go. And so, you know, even if he doesn't start the season, I don't see it going into maybe the the, the third month, which is December of the season. I think somewhere in November, probably before Thanksgiving, we'll get a look at John Wall and then they'll be able to evaluate him, see how well he's playing, et cetera, et cetera. But John Wall's a phenomenal talent. He's a very phenomenal talent. And I just believe that the Washington Wizards right now are ready to move him for the simple fact that it's a big, big contract and he hasn't been healthy enough to garner that contract. And so they're really trying to move them on those premises because they're paying them a large amount of money and he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And it's always your availability when you have one of these big contracts, people. 
it is always your availability when you have one of these big contracts. And so out of the Washington Wizards building, they're still trying to trade John Wall, but at the same time, they would love to see him healthy or a little bit more healthy to where he can showcase his ability to other teams before they bite. No one will probably take a player that's shelved and then give and along with a big, big contract like John Wall. A lot of people definitely want to see what he has left, and he's a young guy. I'm pretty sure John Wall will come back and do his thing in the basketball on the basketball court. But right now, they can't move John Wall, trade him, sign a trade, or anything until most of the teams start to see him back on the court. And so that's what's going on with one John Wall. A lot of people in the Washington building are saying, you probably won't see John Wall for the opener of this season, but as the season goes on, maybe mid to late November is when you'll see John Wall. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. He was out practically all last year, and so now he'll be out for the opener, but he'll be back in the beginning of this season. And so that's a good thing for John Wall, and it's definitely an excellent thing for the Washington Wizards because he's sorely missed. Okay, we got that AAU profile, baby. Our AAU profile this week, I mean, well, this show, because we have one every show, like Coach Luke said. Our AAU profile is Addison, Addison Patterson. Wow, that name, that name rhymes. Addison Patterson. Well, Addison Patterson is a Canadian-born baller. He's from Canada, okay? He's a three-star recruit. And the funny thing is when we when we tabbed Addison Patterson on Friday for today's show, Coach Luke finds out on Saturday morning he committed to the University of Oregon. Well, Addison Patterson is in his 12th grade year, okay, and he attends Bella Vista Prep. Bella Vista Prep is the school that he goes to. His AAU outfit is the Canadian Pride. He also plays for the Canadian Select Team. Okay, and he's one of the youngest players on the Canadian select team. Okay, and it's a wonderful thing. He's an excellent shooter, excellent shooting guard. And like I just said, Saturday morning, he committed to the University of Oregon. He's a baller, baby, and I really believe Addison Patterson will be one and done. He will go to Oregon, play one season, and he will go straight to the NBA. That's how good he looks on, 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 as far as balling at a high, high level. That's how good Addison Patterson looks right now. And so that's our AAU profile for this show. Addison Patterson, three-star recruit. His A, again, his AAU outfit is the Connecticut Pride. And he's a 12th grader this year from Bella Vista, um, prep. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. And tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we got that WNBA recap, baby. Well, as you know, I fooled you guys with the WNBA recap on Friday or everybody fooled Coach Luke, one or the other, because there wasn't any games. There weren't any games, and so the recap was probably the shortest recap we ever had. 
But right now, we got that WNBA recap, baby. And y'all know Coach Luke loves himself some WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. Well, let's get into that recap, okay? We got the Las Vegas Ace. And I tell you, the Las Vegas Ace is buzz rolling everybody. Buzz rolling everybody. Liz Cambodge, Asia Wilson, Jackie Young. They are balling, man, and they're buzzsawing through the WNBA. And so they won the game, the Las Vegas Ace 100, the Chicago Sky 85. We got the Phoenix Mercury 78, and in our New York Liberty, let's go Liberty, 72. The Phoenix Mercury 78, the New York Liberty 72. Our defending champion, Seattle Storm, 82. And the Minnesota Lynx, 74. And that's our WNBA recap. Wonderful, wonderful slew of games. And like Coach Luke said, I tell you, the games are getting tighter, people. I mean, remember in the beginning of the season, the games were a little lopsided. Well, the closer we get to the playoffs, the games are going to get tighter, people. And you got to be ready for that in the WNBA. And they'll continue to get tighter the closer the playoffs get. They're going to get even tighter the closer the playoffs get because teams are starting to jockey for position and get ready for the WNBA playoffs. Is Lou Williams underpaid? Well, that's a tough question. Because Lou Williams makes annually $8 million a season. All right? But now, when you look at the tea leaves, you know, uh, I don't mean to single players' finances out, but you have a guy like Alan Crabb making $19 million. So in that regard, I think maybe Lou Williams is underpaid. But, you know, I'm not just singling out Alan Crabb. There's a lot of guys that make a ton more than Lou Williams. A lot of it has to do with Lou Williams coming off the bench, all right, and which it shouldn't be. I don't think that's right because Lou Williams is a baller, baby. And so at $8 million, yeah, I think he's underpaid. But the thing is, is you're not underpaid if you're happy. Lou Williams seems to be happy. He seems to be happy with the L.A. Clippers. He loves the coaching staff. He loves Doc Rivers as well as Doc Rivers loves him. And I tell you, when you have that continuity of a, of a team and a team that embraces you and loves you, it's not always about the money. It's not always about the money with everybody. It's about happiness. Okay? And again, like Coach Luke said, $8 million ain't nothing to sneeze at, baby. $8 million is $8 million. And so I think Lou Williams is more happy with his situation. He loves the L.A. area. He's been there for many, many, many years. He played for, of course, the Lakers, and now he's on the Clippers. But he's been in the L.A. area for at least nine seasons. And so, you know, I think Lou Williams is very content with what he's getting paid. But on the grand scheme of things, as far as the NBA is concerned, the question that's asked to Coach Luke, is Lou Williams underpaid? I believe he is. As far as NBA ballers are concerned, I believe he is. But now here's the thing. 
They're trying to rework Lou Williams' contract. But it might not be that much more than 12 to 13 million. And Lou Williams will be happy with that, people. Lou Williams will be very happy with that. I don't think Lou Williams is a guy that's looking for 20, 25 million at this stage of his career. I think Lou Williams just wants to be happy doing what he likes to do. And what he loves to do is play ball. And I think he loves coming off the bench to do so. I think he loves analyzing the game, seeing which way he can attack off the bench. And when he comes off the bench, attacking the attacking his opponent in a big, big way. And so I really think Lou Williams is very happy with his present situation. But if you look at the league and you look at the pay scale of the players, you can say that Lou Williams is an underpaid player. But he probably, again, he probably wouldn't say that because he's very, very happy, I believe. I never met him before, but I believe he's very, very happy because you don't hear anything from his representation about his pay and you don't hear anything out of the Clipper building about Lou Williams' pay. But I believe he is underpaid and that's, that's how I see it. All right? Once again, people, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we got, you know, the Las Vegas Ace, man. The Las Vegas Ace. You know, and, and Liz Cambodge came out last week and said, hey, we all need to get paid top dollar. <laughs> I love me some Liz Cambodge. Love her because she just doesn't hold her tongue. She continues to talk. And out of the ace building, she said, look, we're playing so well, we all need to get top dollars. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Liz Cambodge is a, the spokesman for the WNBA across the globe. I mean, I love it, love it, love it. And so they're performing so well, they should all get top dollar. They're performing like champions. I don't see anybody beating the Las Vegas Ace. They're on all cylinders. They're playing great basketball. They're playing great team basketball. There's the one team that they have to watch out for is the LA Spark. The L.A. Spars could be in their way. Or the Phoenix Mercury could be in their way. But, you know, other than that, I see those two teams giving the ace a run for their money. But I don't see anybody stopping the Las Vegas ace. And, of course, we can't forget the Seattle Storm. Those are four teams. Those four teams, Las Vegas ace, Seattle Storm, L.A. Sparks, and Phoenix Mercury, I think it's a four-horse race in that West, but I would favor the Las Vegas Ace. They're just steamrolling everybody right now. Asia Wilson, again, like I said, Liz Cambage, and, of course, Jackie Young, the number one pick this past season. They're really, really playing some basketball, man. And they have a slew of other players, but I just named the main card players, but they have a slew of talent in that Ace building. And, of course, 
Bill Lambeer is running the ship, and he's an excellent coach. Bill Lambeer is an excellent coach and an excellent vice president. I believe he holds both jobs. He's doing a great job with that Las Vegas team, and you really have to watch that Las Vegas team moving forward. And so coming out of Las Vegas, Liz Cambar says we all need to get paid top dollar. And, of course, she's been the crusader for the whole league as far as upping the pay scale in the WNBA. And, of course, I always say it at All Things Basketball Podcast, I really believe the women should get paid a whole lot more money than what they're getting paid. But, hey, it'll happen. You just got to keep beating the drum and beating the drum and beating the drum, and it'll eventually happen. Well, all right, getting back out of that Cleveland building. But before we get back to that Cleveland building, once again, it's the time of the day in the show where we let you know if you want to be a sponsor to the show, if you want your ads to your company to be on the show, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast or Instagram. Leave me a message. If you want to go to my Facebook feed, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. Leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor or have your ads to your company on the show, thank you very much. Well, all right. Back to that Cleveland building, Kevin Love. Kevin Love wants to be moved before training camp. Well, we mentioned this maybe about six episodes ago, that Kevin Love wants to be moved. He doesn't want, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going in the young mode. Uh, And Kevin Love is a big, big veteran. He doesn't feel the need that he needs to mentor anybody. All right? On top of it, the Cleveland Cavaliers don't have the most confidence in Kevin Love. He hasn't been the most available player. He's been off and on injured. He also has um, um, uh, serious situations as far as, you know, uh, mental health and things of that nature. But guess what? There's a lot of players that have mental health issues. But that's not why uh, uh, Cleveland wants to try to move him and he wants to be moved. The reason why they're trying to move him is because he hasn't been available. He just has not been available. The only year he was available was the year that um, the Cleveland Cavaliers hoisted the trophy, and they won the trophy in 2015. He was more available that year than any of the other years in Cleveland. Since then, it's been a slew of injuries that have hit Kevin Love, so he has not been available. Cleveland's doing their best job to move him. But again, when, when you're trying to move a guy like Kevin Love, the money's involved. The $25 million's involved, people. All right? And who wants to pay a guy $25 million that's not going to probably play for you? It's hard. It's hard. And so the league li- likes to see these guys perform a little bit. Other general managers don't just spend money that freely. They want to see you perform, Kevin Love. And so he'll probably be in a Cleveland uniform in the beginning of the season, and then they'll be able to move him once he shows that he can stay on the floor and he can stay healthy. Once he does that, I don't see Cleveland having a problem moving him after that. Will he go to a contender? Probably not, but a team will pick him up. There's a lot of teams in the league that will pick Kevin Love up and pay him 
handsomely to perform in their uniform. But Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers are really trying to move him. But his representation wants it to be done sooner than later. Kevin Love's representation wants this thing to be done sooner than later. I believe he's going to have to play a month or two. Coach Luke believes that Kevin Love has to play a month or two. The general managers, again, just like with John Wall, they want to see you on the floor. They want to see your availability. They just don't want to pay you, and then you're not in a uniform. They don't want to pay you that type of money, and you're not going to play. And so that's what's going on with Kevin Love. But I think they'll be able to move him. Who knows? They might be able to move him before the season starts. We just don't know. But I tell you this, they're going to move Kevin Love. They're really going to move Kevin Love because, again, Kevin Love doesn't want to be there. And, of course, the front office has lost all faith in Kevin Love as far as his availability. They know Kevin Love can play some ball. But the thing is, it's his availability, people. And so that's what's coming out of the Cleveland Cavaliers building. Kevin Love is not available, and they're going to try to move him. But the thing is, the other teams in the league want to see him on the floor a little bit this season. Well, all right, people. Episode 45 has been a ball. It's been a ball. It's always a ball. I'd like to thank my whole staff at All Things Basketball Podcast for holding me down, making sure everything's right for every episode, all right, and we're transcending up, all right? Pretty soon we're going to be visual people. Pretty soon we're going to be visual. We're going to be doing visual commercials. You know, we're transcending up. We're moving things around a little bit now. And so we're going to take, take all things basketball to the next level. We're definitely trying to do that, all right? I'd like to thank all of the listeners, all of the down, all of the people that download, the people that share, the people that involve themselves on Instagram, that hit me up on Instagram, the, the all of the people that hit me up on my Facebook feed. I really appreciate it, and I love the support, okay? You know, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing, people, a wonderful, wonderful thing. All right, everybody that taps in, it's a beautiful thing. Well, all right, I'll see you Wednesday. I mean, I'll see you uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Sharp. Good night. God bless.